You asked, we answered. Many of you have asked that each show on the Man of God Network be transitioned to its own RSS feed on iTunes or the podcast app that you use. We've heard your request. Each show on the Man of God Network is now available on its own unique RSS feed. This makes it easier to search for previous episodes, yet all of our shows are still connected on one channel. You can find this by searching the Man of God by CBT Seminary channel on iTunes. If you've enjoyed our content, please consider subscribing to each show on the Man of God Network channel as we move content over. And thanks for listening to the Man of God Network brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. Welcome once again to another episode of the Pastor's Inbox on the Man of God Network brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. We're here once again to talk to Pastors Joe Wilson and Lee McKinnon, and the topic of our discussion today is overseeing finances. We're going to talk about why this is important that elders are involved in the uh, financial decisions of the church. We're going to talk about the responsibility of pastors to over oversee finances, and we're going to talk about the level of involvement in which pastors should oversee the, fi- the finances of the church. So uh, I have set forth our outline. We'll just kick it off by starting with the first of those questions. Brothers, why is it important that the pastors be involved in the administrative affairs of the church? Well, the New Testament is very clear that the Church of Christ is to be elder-led Uh, So I can't think of any aspect of church function that should not be under that leadership of elders. And that would certainly include the finances of the church. Uh, The pastors to lead the church in following the commands of Christ. And certainly the Bible is full of uh, commands as to uh, uh, finances, uh, receiving those finances via the offering, which we consider an element of worship and also the dispensing of uh, those finances are very important, and therefore the elders need to be um, involved in that. Uh, we need to see, uh, we, uh, like I said, oversee the way the uh, offerings are taken up and also the way they are uh, expended. Lee, you have any comments? You know, I think you're, you're very right, uh, Joe, in that they are overseers. And they oversee not only individual souls, watching for your souls as those who must give account, uh, but that would also include giving corporate oversight to the direction of the church. We noted in a previous episode that you know, the benevolent gift that was sent to the church in Jerusalem from the church in Antioch was actually given to the elders uh, for them to oversee it. So there's a, a real financial matter. And if they had deacons there, well, they were to function under the oversight of those elders. But they have the responsibility to lead, and therefore they need to lead. So that would be my take on it. That would include all facets of of the corporate life of the church as well as the private oversight. Yeah. Um, Christ is building his church to the end of the age, and he does so by using many local, Mm -hmm. visible New Testament churches and uh, for the uh, maintaining of the ministry that takes 
financial needs and the those financial needs need to be overseen by those elders. So um, for transitioning the next part of this conversation, we've already discussed it being the responsibility to be involved in the administrative affairs and oversee finances, but I want to transition to how involved should a pastor be in the finances of the church? I mean, uh, we could probably think of some extremes where maybe he he alone has the credit card that everybody has to go to to get the money or he's very passive. What What is the right balance um, in the involvement of the pastor overseeing the finances? And um, yeah, let's just let's just start with there and we'll ask one more question after that. Well, he has to be very much uh, involved because uh, as elders, we, we will give account of our uh, stewardship and uh, how church finances are used for the glory of God is a very important uh, question. So he, he, he has to be involved, but I do believe that his involvement uh, should be done uh, in consultation with uh, deacons hmm. and possibly also with other wise and respected saints especially any who are gifted and skilled in areas of finance and administration. Sometimes the members or especially the get the deacons will be very gifted in this area. And the pastor, and I consider myself in this group may not excel in the area. Uh, but I w- do want to uh, reiterate something that was said in an earlier episode, uh, contrary to what many people think and practice being rich is not a qualification for being a deacon. Uh, Just because a man's got money, you don't say, well, let him make all of the financial decisions. Um, A a rich man, therefore, is not automatically set aside as someone who is uh, qualified to lead or even to contribute to the uh, financial uh, workings of the church. But it is a benefit whenever pastors can lean on the expertise of godly men who may be expert in financial uh, areas. Hmm. Lee? I, I again would uh, say that you're not going to have a hard, fast rule because as Joe has said, you have some who are maybe more gifted, more uh, capable in, in certain areas. I mean, the, that the elders are to give oversight. That's, that's clear. Uh, but, you know, we're not given specifics in Scripture as to exactly what that's going to look like. And I think that shows there's uh, liberty because situations differ. I mean, number of elders, the number of deacons, the giftedness of those men who are involved. Uh, I, I think, yeah, we have to say that giving oversight requires making decisions, uh, giving directives, uh, involvement in the whole budget process. But it doesn't mean that he's... The, the elder or elders have to be the ones that, well, we've got all the insight and we know uh, how to sort all these things out. I think they are, they're wise, to, as Joe has said, to look to other men, especially to give attention to their deacons. In fact, I would say, uh, whereas, the, okay, the deacons must not overstep and do the job of elders, neither must elders really try and just take over from uh, the deacons as to practical concerns with the day-to-day running of things. Uh, the apostles were very ready to turn these things over to those seven men uh, yes. rather than them being involved in uh, serving tables. So I, I think that's a, a good lesson there also is that the deacons, you got to trust them. The, the confidence of the congregation has been expressed in these men. Well, right. 
obviously the elders have confidence in them as well and to mm -hmm. utilize them, give them uh, uh, their uh, reign to do their job. Good point. Yeah. So the last question of our uh, conversation on this subject um, <laughs> is what warnings might you give or advice, instruction, what warnings, advice, or instruction would you give to pastors uh, pertaining to church funds so that they stay above reproach? We uh, want to make sure that they're not lovers of money uh, as they manage money. So what advice would you give pertaining to that uh, specific area? Well, I, I would, would certainly think the word transparency. Everything needs to be very uh, above board. Um, and I would also think uh, leaving the money uh, handling really to others. I, I know it's not uncommon churches with multiple deacons that there's, you know, a mutual accountabilities that the deacons will have, or maybe they're counting the funds together. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and again, not because you think, you know, these people are dubious. No, they've got the confidence of God's people. They're proven men, but it's just so that everything is done above board. You remember how the apostle Paul said in second Corinthians eight, two, with reference to money about providing all things honest, not only before God, but before men. And so I think transparency is a key word with more than one person involved in all facets of, of the church funds by way of again, uh, accountability. I, I would say this also, as far as advice for, for pastors, you know, in, in the spirit of watching against temptation, I think pastors need to be open uh, with the deacons about their own personal financial needs. If you've got some guy who is just uh, strapped because financially he doesn't have, not making enough to make ends meet, I think it's very important to be above board with the, uh, the deacons so that he will not at all be tempted to cut corners somewhere along the line uh, or that no one would say, well, look, yeah, the guy's not paid enough. Therefore he's apt to put his fingers in the cookie jar or whatever. But anyway, Joe, uh, what say no, you? I agree with what you said, brother. Uh, I would just say to pastors and aspiring pastors, uh, guard your hearts, hmm. guard your hearts. When it comes to money, there is a reason why, both deacons and elders, both the offices of the church uh, are seriously warned against being lovers of silver. Hmm. It's a serious qualification. Uh, it, it can ruin a man who maybe when he first gets into the ministry is not a lover of silver. He may become one if he does not guard his heart. We have seen what the love of money has done uh, to bring about disrespect uh, in the church from the world. We've seen it ruin too many people. So the pastor must make sure that he remains above reproach in this matter. Um, so I would just say pastors watch out, not only be sure to guard your heart and making sure that you are meticulously honest in dealing with the church's finances, but make sure everybody can see that you are honest uh, and do it in the open. And it is not good for one person, whether it's a pastor or a deacon or someone else, to have all of the hands-on of the finances in the church. Uh, at the end of our service, two deacons, not one, never one, two deacons count together the finances and record them and, and then they, uh, they are deposited uh, in the bank uh, the next day. Uh, it's just uh, important 
for the glory of Christ that people know not only that we be honest, but that people know that we're honest. A church should, if possible, have several persons involved in church finances, uh, should do audits, should give annual financial reports to the church. And as I said, make sure that it's not just one person handling all the finances and making all the financial decisions. May God preserve his, uh, his churches in this area that has to, uh, like I say, many people, many ministers have pierced themselves through with many sorrows as a result of the love of money. May the Lord help and preserve us from it. Amen. Indeed, we've been speaking to Pastor Joe Wilson and Pastor Lee McKinnon on the subject of overseeing finances. Again, we want to encourage you to send your questions to the pastor's inbox at cbtseminary.org, or you could submit your questions to the CBTS Facebook group. We thank you for listening, and until next time, we wish you grace and peace.